I'm so excited to be back in your ears. The last couple of things I recorded were both vlogs, so they only got uploaded to YouTube, but I've had a little bit of a break from podcasting with everything that happened with the move. So I'm so excited to get back into it. It is actually 20 past 10 on a Saturday night. And the reason I'm recording this now, I went to a Christmas party for the job I haven't started yet. And then both my flatmates, I moved into a DJ house, which is very cool, but both my flatmates are out DJing. And I get so anxious around recording. I actually can't record videos or podcasts or even reels or TikToks or even talk on camera if anyone is in the house and can hear me talking. So it's something that I'll have to get, get over. I was talking to my friend about it and she's like, yeah, they won't care. They'll just be happy that you're creating something and off doing your thing. But I just feel so awkward if someone's in the house and then I'm just in here talking. <laughs> so they're both out DJing, so I thought, even though it's a Saturday night and everyone's up partying, I am so excited to be back in the flow of things and I'm feeling so much better and yeah, just finally feeling settled into the new house, and the new area because it's such a big disruptor in your life having to get up and pack everything and find your new doctor, find the new place to walk the dog, finding the new gym, which I'm still working on and all, just yeah, getting all those different things in a row and just actually feeling settled again. So. I've had a couple productive days this week getting back into the flow of things and yeah I just feel so good and so excited to get back into it. So I wanted to share six lessons from 2023 and how to make 2024 your best year yet. For me this has been the biggest year of personal development that I've ever had so I thought I would share some takeaways with you. Also if you're new here my name is Cassie Amber. If you like wellness, nutrition, lifestyle, business, mindset content then don't forget to subscribe and you can connect with me on socials on Instagram and TikTok at Cassie Amber Wellness. So I went out to this Christmas party. I actually got a job at probably the coolest gym I've ever seen. I've always been interested in working at one and it's just going to be two or three days a week on a casual basis. So I'm so excited for that. Because I work for myself as well, I'm always just at home by myself. So it is nice to kind of have that community aspect or it just kind of helps with your schedule and it's nice to get out of the house and meet like-minded people and just feel like you're constantly learning and just be in those environments where you've got things in common with people and settings that allow you to continuously up level and grow. So went to the Christmas party and I have such bad social anxiety. I literally had to put essential oils, <laughs> relaxation essential oils on my neck and my chest and behind my ears and my wrists. Took some ashwagandha tablets and then as I was driving there I was like, why did I even say yes to this? I don't even know anyone because they haven't even had my first shift yet. But this is why it's so important to do things out of your comfort zone. I could have just been like, oh no, I'm busy. But now I've gone and now I know more about the company. I've met some new faces and tried to make a good impression. So just working that muscle of trying to get out of your comfort zone no matter what it's for so that when it comes to other things like whether it's in your business or different projects you want to work on or things you want to sign up for you've got that practice of knowing what it's like to feel scared and feel out of place and not know what you're doing or just yeah, getting out of your comfort zone in general. Lesson number one is the universe will move mountains to make your wishes come true. It may just not be in the way you expect. So this has been an interesting year for me. I was kind of thinking about the flow on of how things have gone. Like I've talked to my previous episodes about how I moved over to a little area of Australia with my ex-partner and then it was yeah very unhealthy but there was big lessons in that as well like learning what my boundaries are, 
learning how to stand up for myself. It was a great place to be during COVID, learning how deep I can love. There's so many things. Like we had this um, DJ gig that we both got put on the same lineup and he played after me. So as I finished my set, we got to kiss on stage in front of everyone, just little things like that. Like there's always positives to situations kind of thing. And then I moved to Gold Coast and ended up in a really impossible housing situation where she didn't like my dog and she had to be locked in my room at all times. I wasn't allowed to leave the house without her. Uh, otherwise the other flatmates would move out. So then she was constantly harassing me. I had to take my dog to the gym. I had to take my dog to the hairdresser. I couldn't move out because I didn't have full-time income statements, but I couldn't get a full-time job because my dog is in my room all day and she needs to go toilet. <laughs> So I worked at a cafe down the road uh, like two half days a week and just kept working on my business. But I couldn't move out either because I didn't meet the requirements for the rental agencies. I've never, I'd never rented with an agency even though I was 26 at the time. And then that's when I met my last partner and he luckily rescued me from that house and we got our first home together. He showed me how a woman should be treated. He opened me up to a whole new world of stuff to the point when we broke up, I was like, I don't even know who I am because I've changed so much in a year. I've been opened up to all this stuff. I don't even know where I fit in anymore. And that was just a beautiful experience and we've ended it on a really good note. We had a nice little debrief last night just being able to talk without the emotions getting in the way, which is nice instead of being like, yeah, blah, 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 and crying and letting it get out of hand. It never got out of hand with us. Like we've never raised our voice at each other, but just being able to talk about things without me crying or having a breakdown kind of thing. So that was really good. And then I had to move house again and my whole world fell apart. I just had to move to Brisbane an hour from where I lived before and lost my dream house and lost the man I thought I was going to be with forever. And I wished for something different in my life. There's different things with things I'm working on in my business and things with who I am as a person, wanting to up level in certain areas, things even with bodybuilding and still even the self-talk that I have from my last relationship, like insecurities from being like let down and needing to have my guard up or needing to be worried time and time again I haven't quite gotten over those things so I wish for things to change in my life and it was like each month I was working towards these goals so hard and then I wouldn't get there and then I'd move it to the next month and I'd move it to the next month and it just wasn't happening so then the breakup happened and even though I never wanted that I wanted to be with him till we die. <laughs> I wanted to bring him tea when he's 70 years old in his little dressing gown and like look after him and have fun times together and not have to look for love again. Yeah, because I was happy. But the universe did it for a reason and I met him for a reason like to transition me from the last period of my life and help me blossom into the person I am today. So that was all for a reason. And then as soon as I got to this house, I'm like, oh my God, I've got to start over. And then I kind of just had this sigh of relief. Like I can actually be myself. I don't need to fit into anyone else's mold or anyone else's expectations. I can work on whatever projects I want to work on and whatever time frame I want to work on and do literally whatever I want to do with my life because I don't have to answer to a partner or consider anyone else. So the universe is, yeah, like we people come into our lives for a reason. The second part to that is, this is honestly pretty crazy, but I have applied for 60 jobs 
over the last few months. And I literally have a degree in hotel management that was about $50,000. I am certified in holistic nutrition and have done bridger courses under that about the anti-nutrients in food and how environmental toxins affect our hormones. And I've got to do another bridger course soon. Uh, I probably will do one in fitness. And I started four businesses by age 24. I've got so much work experience under my belt. I had three jobs since school. I've worked in every department of hospitality and hotels that there are. And then done promo jobs, um, worked for temp companies, like so versatile and adaptable. I have so much experience. And I couldn't get a job. Not even for barista drive through And... I never, I don't know if I'd ever share this on the podcast or I guess I was yeah, just waiting through a time like now till I can look back on it, but I just felt like a ghost and I'm like, does, hello, does anyone know that I'm here? Like, is there something wrong with my CV? Is it like titled to a different job from the past? Is there a major typo like titled, yeah, to cover letter for a different store or something? And I'm like, am I a ghost? Can anyone see me? <laughs> it was so hard being rejected over and over again. And as you know, the economy is hard right now and it just does something to your self-worth as well. Like, oh, sorry, you didn't get the job. Oh, sorry, you didn't get the job. There's over 100 applicants. And then that caused a lot of friction in the relationship because, yeah, I just wasn't getting it. And I didn't know why that was happening. And I just kept thinking, like... The universe is trying to tell me something, just keep, all you can do is keep trying and then just wait to see what happens. And then the gym I got now is so, oh, the gym job I got now is so cool. They've got, because I was applying at supplement stores and things like that, like a sports supplement store, because I used to work in a health store and that was my favorite job ever. So this gym, I'd had, I'd had a trial at a gym in the past that actually we had to spend three hours a day looking over security footage from the night before to make sure no one's let in a non-member so that we can find $20. So three hours a day just doing the same task of like a security guard. It's so mundane and repetitive and I just got diagnosed with ADHD. Yeah, I really just don't thrive off that. And yeah, this gym has got, it's so fancy. They've got neon lights. I also, I've got this thing with music where I, I love something or I hate it. Fun fact, I don't know why I'm telling this on the podcast. I've literally had an orgasm to music before. Like, I don't think anyone feels anything so intensely, but when I listen to it, I get fired up. So when I go to the gym and it's this cringe radio music, I, I can't stand it. But inside this other gym, it's like base house playing. They've got cool purple neon lights. They've got a supplement store at the front. They're making protein shakes there. So they've got really cool recipes that I want to make myself at home. And I'm like, wow, this is like a nightclub. It's just so cool. And I went to this Christmas party and I hadn't actually been to an event like that at a fancy hotel since I used to work in hotels, like quite corporate and yeah, like a lot of people there, uh, things like that. And... I just knew in that moment as I was sitting there that there's a reason I didn't get any other job. And there's a reason all this happened as well. Like I didn't get a job because my partner had to break up with me so that I could move to Brisbane in this house and meet these guys so I can make new connections in the industry and I can be on my own again because it was obviously just meant to be for a period of time. And I could get this job, which is what I'm meant to do. It, it's just it. It's what's meant to happen. 
So if you've been trying for something in your life and you're just not quite getting there and you're like, why isn't the universe giving it to me? It's just not the right timing yet. They've got something better in store for you. I didn't get drive through barista because I'm not meant to work there. <laughs> so everything just yeah falls into place for a reason. The universe is working in your favor. That's been my motto lately. Lesson number two is you might feel exhausted suddenly when you finally feel safe. So for me this happened when I moved to Gold Coast to a household that was very mentally toxic. There was a lot of uh, mental games and the person who owned the house just hadn't healed their own trauma. It was not intentional at all. They just hadn't dealt with their childhood trauma and gone to therapy and met my partner after that and then we moved into our own house together. When I got to my dream house, we, like I'd never not lived in a share house, I'd never not had flatmates before and it was my dream house, white walls, everything I always wanted and then suddenly I got very sick and I felt crazy, like I went through periods where I couldn't get out of bed, I felt dizzy all the time, I felt like I was going to pass out all the time for weeks on end, usually on a Friday I do a three hour promo job and I'd have to stay in bed all day just to gather enough energy to get to work for three hours, like completely out the gate, unrealistic things, like it's completely abnormal to feel like that. And it went on for a while, like a couple months I felt horrible, but it was two weeks straight where I was literally bedridden for no reason. And people often find that when they get into healthy relationships or get out of negative situations in their life. So when we're, it's kind of like when you're working in hyperdrive mode and you're so busy all the time, you're so stressed out, and then when you have a weekend off or you might go on holiday somewhere, suddenly it hits you and then you feel exhausted and then you get physically sick when you finally stop. So when we're in fight or flight response or we're just pushing through burnout for ages and our adrenals and our nervous system is a wreck, then we may feel tired when we finally feel safe because we're just purging everything. Same as when I moved to this house, actually, like I got so fatigued the day, the few days after the move for no reason. Just, I couldn't get up to go to the supermarket to get food. I couldn't get out of bed. And I don't know if it's just because of the move again and mental processing or whatever, but our body purges things. And sometimes there's no explained reason, but this is why I'm so interested in like the way the feminine body acts different compared to males. Like we're expected to keep up. No, not being able to go to the supermarket is not normal. And people, I don't think people generally go through that. But instead of like, feeling guilty, asking yourself why. That's my motto for everything. If you're binge eating or self-sabotaging, instead of being like, oh my God, I ate all these cookies, blah, 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 I need to start myself. Well, no, why did you eat the cookies? Where did that stem from? What is causing it in the first place so we can fix that instead of trying to tell you to stop eating cookies? And the thing about doctors, I worked with a business coach this year for eight weeks and she used to be a clinical nutritionist. And what she told me was, when the doctor says, oh, your iron levels are fine or they're normal, it's not necessarily normal levels for you. It could be normal levels within the average of society. So not actually optimum levels for your high energy because low to them means ready for a transfusion, like emergency kind of thing. And I had this interesting conversation with someone about our medical system and I've talked about it a few times on my podcast and YouTube. You know, I'm like, I have a 
bone to pick with Western or modern medicine. And I get in trouble for that as well. People say like, oh, how can you put down a whole industry like that? And yes, I'm grateful for it. Yes, we can have operations when we need it, blah, blah, blah. Like we're very grateful to have it, but it's not it's not a healthcare system, it's a sick care system. So what I was telling the, this guy at the bush, which I had the conversation with, he was basically saying like the doctors are there and the hospital was there to stitch you up and help you with a broken bone, which is true. Yeah, if you get your leg cut off, whatever, you can go to emergency or yeah, broken wrist or something. But when I used to go to emergency for bloating, I felt like my organs were gonna pop out of my stomach. And I, this is why I became a nutritionist because I never got asked, oh, are you sensitive to gluten? Do you have an allergy to dairy? Or given me tips like stomach massage or um, different supplements to take or different types of tea to drink or referred me on to a dietitian or nutritionist. But just the basic question like gluten and dairy are the main common culprits for most people. So to not even be asked. So that means the next time I happen, I probably went there with extreme bloating maybe three times so because they only send you away with painkillers or just send you on your way you go back with the same problem often people can be going back to hospital for years with unanswered problems and naturopaths and things like that are not real as quite kind of taboo because it's not uh, like proven medicine and I'm really interested in the energetics of things like how different thoughts and emotions affect different parts of our body like if we don't learn to speak up for ourselves, that can manifest as thyroid issues in the future and when we go through heartbreak it actually shows up in our heart like our heart is under extra pressure and is like feeling it like everything is connected if you have pain in your hips it can be a fear of moving forward because when we walk we like land on our legs and pain can show up there it's very very interesting but yeah not that hospitals can do all that but yeah what he was saying was that they're there to yeah do the bare minimum so maybe i'm expecting too much of them but yeah as i was saying if you're not actually fixing anything you're just like oh i have some painkillers last time i went to the the doctor right so I said in my last YouTube video, which was a vlog, I had bone pain that was so bad because of my period. I literally went to hospital. I was in bed for four and a half hours, getting worse and worse. A couple weeks ago, I had 13 painkillers in a day. Nothing works. And I ended up going. No, it's not a life-threatening situation, but it's something that affects me so regular. And the last few doctors I've been to see did not help at all, but it was the middle of the night, like 1.30 a.m. and I was just in excruciating pain. They said the other nurse gets it as well and my bone pain is like in my shins and ankles like throbbing in the bone going out unbearable. I can't even work on those days and I can't tell someone that they're not going through the same thing or that it's not the severity. I'm, I don't have their body but they're like oh yeah she the, the, the nurse gets um, yes, like sore around her period as well. I'm like, in my head, I was like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. But I'm thinking, no, you don't. You, you'll get aching bones like normal, but not excruciating to the point you can't sleep for four and a half hours and you're crying, screaming in your bed. No, you don't. Most likely, as I said, I can't say for sure. But then the doctor said, oh, well, maybe you can just go back on the pill. What does the pill fix? If it's an absolute must, like 
for PMDD, the only treatments are antidepressants or going back on the pill, like just suppressing it, just getting rid of your period again. What does that fix? <laughs> it should be last resort. So yeah, I've just lost hope with it, but that's why I like alternative medicine and diving into all these different things. And with the iron thing, yeah, we've got to think about most of us need to be supplementing to some degree because the quality of our food has become less like as the years have gone on because they're over processing the soil to yeah turn over the crops and things like that and if you even think like fruit or veggies like maybe even an avocado that will be picked way before it's ripe because it's going to be transported from somewhere else because most things are imported and then it's been so long in transit to even get to the supermarket and then they usually become ripe in the supermarket so they're not even staying on the tree, getting all those nutrients from the soil in the first place. Like if it's something was in our backyard or if we we're going to a local market or something and someone had just grown it yourself and we were trading and things like that, like back in the olden days. So most people should be supplementing to some degree, but even if we are eating well, our food just doesn't contain the same stuff as it did years ago. Lesson number three is you've got to have staying power. The only way to fail is to quit. So whether it's in business or different projects you're working on, or when times get tough, you've got to be able to zoom out and look at the bigger picture. So if you look at the way the economy has gone, even just in the last couple of years, like 2018, 2019, I'm pretty sure it was pretty good. Then COVID hit for two years and then it went up a little bit, like, oh, the pandemic is over. And now it's just absolutely crash. I've been seeing these crazy videos about the supermarket hiking the prices and all these different tags. They're like, oh yeah, on special for $3.50, but the original price is $2, <laughs> like it's all just fake. But when things happen like this, if you're in business especially, you can't just be like, oh, it's hard and it's not working and quit. You gotta zoom out. So say if you're not working in your business as much, say if you're a PT and you're not coaching as many clients because um, it's slowed down a little bit. Well, what else can you do? Can you get another qualification to upskill in another area? Can you work on your branding? Can you work on the business, like create the five-year plan and work on your internal processes, like instead of messaging each client, like, oh, are you coming to your session, blah, blah, blah. Create a booking system to save yourself time. So when things are slowing down and whatever it is that you're doing, it doesn't mean it's the end. So if you love what you're doing, stay in it forever because you love it. It's what lights you up. And it's not to say that every time you quit that it is a failure. This company, K&Co Chalk, they sent me their liquid chalk a little while back and she actually posted on her Instagram that she's been trying to make it work in the garage for years and it just hasn't really gone anywhere. And she's decided to shut up shop before it gets worse. And I felt so bad for her. That product has been a game changer for me if you don't want to put on the full wrist straps to do deadlifts and things like that. Having liquid chalk is so fast. I've honestly, yeah, it's transformed my gym experience and that made me really sad to see. So things like that, like if you have actually given it your all and you know it's time to give up, like getting out while you can, that is absolutely fine. And same as relationships, like if it's no longer serving you, then you don't have to stay in a marriage or relationship forever if you're actually going to be better taking a different path but make sure you actually give everything your all before you come to that point zoom out look at the bigger picture 
Lesson number four is don't forget your inner child. When I was with my last partner, he said that was actually his favorite thing about me is that I'm quite childlike with the way I think and the way my brain works. And I kind of think the same. I've always kind of lived in a happy little bubble, but I've noticed in the last few weeks, just little things that I notice that I don't think adults generally pick up on because everyone's so stressed. Like if you just look at society, like we're all going to our nine to fives, we sit in traffic for an hour, sometimes an hour and a half each day. I used to work in the corporate world as well. You work in a stressed out office all day, you come home, you cook dinner, gym if you even have the energy and then go straight to bed. Like people aren't really looking out for little things. But just in the last week or so, I noticed I'll be working at my computer and then this weird bird that kind of looks like a stork came to the yard and I, I got on my camera and zoomed up to see what it was doing. It was like picking up little worms, little bugs. I was like, wow, look at this weird bird that comes to visit all the time. And then I was driving today and then this bird was eating a little apple core on the side of the road on the footpath next to a busy ass highway. I'm like, oh, someone dropped their wrap. They would have just dropped their apple. And then this bird has come and found it as food and it was like eating away. And I was looking at its little beak like, and I was like, oh, it's so cute watching it have lunch. And then, yeah, I always just notice little things like that, like with little animals or creatures or just little cute things around. Feeling like the sun warming up your skin or little things that make you laugh. And I feel like that's what gives us happiness because we get so caught up in the stresses of life and we've got to be constantly achieving and we've got to be constantly be busy. And it's been a big thing for me this year with how I am compared to other people. I get very stressed out when I'm really busy. I get very overwhelmed. I can't wind down at night. I can't sleep. And then I like, when I used to work in a corporate hotel, I actually got sick six times in one winter. I started showing up late every day because I just like couldn't get ready in time in the morning. I was spending hours on the highway. And it's just like this never ending cycle. So I've been able to just take a step back and look at the little treasures that are already in the world around us. Lesson number five, everything happens in divine timing. I heard something cool on a podcast where this girl said, you're not off track because, well, you're not, you haven't fallen off the bandwagon because that is the track that you're meant to be on. And I can relate because I was meant to do a bodybuilding build this year, but I actually just had the biggest year of personal development of my whole entire life. Five years of mental growth in a year. <laughs> And I gained so much in so many other areas, so much self-awareness, like have worked through all my childhood trauma, all the trauma from my past relationship. I, I don't even know who I am right now. So even though I fell off the bandwagon of like not tracking food and maybe not eating ideally at times or not eating enough, I gained so much in so many other areas. And everything happens in divine timing. So what do I do about it? Try again the next year. I'm getting a coach straight after New Year's. Boom, October, that is my show. Like we don't, like what is the rush? Do we have to be stressed out all the time and trying to be 100% productive all the time? Or can you just let it happen and do it in your own time? And we really can't compare ourselves to other people. Like if you think about everyone that went to your school, we're all doing completely different things. Even my sister, she's five years younger than me in her early 20s and she just got engaged. And I, when I saw that online, I was like, oh my God, I'm just out here going to bush stops. <laughs> and it cracked me up. I was like, 
fuck, what am I doing with my life? But I'm like, well, am I happy? Yeah, I've literally got the coolest life ever. I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> I love my life. So everyone will be having that, like they might, like people from your school might get married and then you think, oh my God, I'm so behind. I haven't met a partner yet. And then maybe in 10 years, they might get divorced and then they've got to raise their kids, blah, blah, blah. And it's all this mess. And you might be working on your career earlier on and then you might meet someone later. Or the opposite might happen to you. Or you might want to go traveling the world solo. Like we can do anything we want. And especially in today's day and age, like a lot of us are kind of forgetting that thing. Like, oh, you've got to grow up and you've got to get a good job. As I said before, I did a three and a half year degree that cost me 50 grand. Couldn't get a job. And I'm in another country, so you can't get government support or anything like that. Like during COVID, I couldn't get help. I couldn't, I was locked out of my own country as well. So I couldn't even get home. And yeah, the jobs were very limited at the time and things like that. But you can go to university if you want a higher career. And like, yeah, you've got to go if you want to be a doctor or to do certain jobs, you've got to. But we don't have to do that. And some people might not even care about their career. Some people might think, oh, well, the career pays the bills, but I want to do fun things outside of that time. I've always said you've got to love what you do because you spend all your time there. But I've heard on a few podcasts lately where people have said when they try to make their hobby their business, they start to resent it because they're not actually doing the hobby. They're being a CEO and there's all these other stresses and they would rather just have a job and do the fun stuff on the weekend or after work. So everything is up to you. You can't really compare as long as you're working towards your goals. People often see me in bars and they ask if I'm 18 and I'm 27. I don't think I look that young. I kind of feel 23 at heart, I would say. But I always thought anything over 25 was old. But then when I look at my business idol, she's 32 or 33 now. So things can often even start in people's 30s because they've gotten their 20s out of the way when they don't really know what they're doing. And now they've got a lot more clarity and have found who they are and they're actually on the path in the 30s and even with your body I went to go watch the was WBFF is now FMG my idol Hattie Boydell I always thought like after you're 25 or 28 that your body just goes downhill so you basically just give up after that I didn't know that you could look like that when you're I think Hattie's like around I don't know how old but maybe around 37 or something like that. And so if she's nearly 40 and she's in mind blowing, I don't know how a, body, a physique like that exists. If you can work through all your 30s up to that, if you can look like that when you're nearly 40, whoa, there's like so much in store for me if I keep working towards my goals. So we don't need to give up oh, because we've reached a certain age and we need to settle down and it's all downhill. Things happen for the rest of our lives. We've got so much time ahead of us. So don't slow down. Just work on whatever it is that lights you up and set the highest, grandest vision possible for your life. And lesson number six is master your mind, master your life. For me, this has been the year of self-talk, self-perception, creating, well, the end of a year now is about creating my new self-concept because I had this idea of myself based on my last relationship, um, never felt good enough, 
whenever things would happen in my life, I'm like, oh, I'm not good enough. And then still had that in my last relationship that was healthy. Just if the, if he would say something, I would make up my own story. That's something he didn't even say. So master your mind. Like another thing I've been interested in is the way we judge other people is the way we judge ourselves. So I caught myself out the other day. I, I'm usually very open-minded, but I actually did judge someone for something. And then I went away and thought about it for two days. I was like, why did I judge them on that? And then I realized, oh, it's because I am strict with myself in that particular area. So I judge myself on that. So you can use that whenever you're getting hate online from people or negative comments, maybe from even family members over the Christmas holidays from people who, who don't understand or old friends who if you're, who you've lost touch with or just grown apart from. Whenever people say something about you or your life, is because they are insecure about that thing. And same as when someone is above you, someone is where you want to be, you've got to use them as inspiration. If you feel like bringing them down, it means that you're not going to be able to achieve that goal. You have to be happy for them. It's the law of the universe. One of my other business idols, Georgie Stevenson, she posted a picture of her brand new Porsche the other day. And I don't know if she deleted the bad comments. I thought that would be a lot worse. It seemed all pretty positive and everyone's like, yeah, you go girl, like I've watched your journey from the start and it looks so supportive and cute. But this one comment did say, I don't know what everyone's problem is, blah, blah, blah. You've worked hard for everything you have. And I didn't see any negative comments, so I'm not sure if they're deleted, but I can imagine people would have just been like, oh, why do you feel the need to post a new car online? Oh, who would spend that much in a car in 2023 when everyone's struggling? Oh, you could have given that money to a good cause. Everyone, I'm sure, would have been bringing her down. But if you can't look at that and be like, wow, she literally achieved that all on her own from creating businesses and working on her mindset and everything like that, like a very successful businesswoman, of course they can share something that, like an achievement, but you've got to be happy for them. If you feel threatened by it, it's only because you're insecure about your own shortcomings. So watch yourself talk, watch how you perceive others, watch your, the words that come out of your mouth. Everything you say is true. If you say like, oh, I am all these things, then you are, or like, oh, everyone's out to get me. Oh, this always happens. I've been noticing, I've been doing it. I've been falling into victim mindset. Oh, see, every time I try to get a job, I just get rejected anyway. And then I'll get rejected anyway. <laughs> and then, yes, whatever you say is true. So your thoughts become your reality. So really try to become conscious of it. That's everything for today. I am thinking about launching something in the new year. I haven't quite figured out exactly what it would be yet. I just had the idea yesterday. So stay tuned for that. I'm really excited for the best year ever next year. It's a year of stepping into our power and knowing our worth and going after everything that we've ever wanted. So if you want in, then don't forget to subscribe to the podcast or on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in and don't forget to connect with me on socials as well at Cassie Amber Wellness. Thank you so much and I'll see you next week.